Good morning, family. A warm, heartfelt welcome to you. Thank you for joining us. There are just two weeks to go before our Carol's evenings coming up on the 5th and the 6th of December. To ensure we comply with all the gathering regulations, book your place through our website and join us as we sing along to our favorite Christmas carols. What's your favorite Christmas carol of all time? Let us know in the comment section. I am so excited. Emmanuel, God is with us. Let's worship him. Yes, Lord, you're enough. You're all we need. We pour ourselves out to you this morning. We worship you this morning. We give you the glory. Christ is my reward and all my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy. I have this 
So church, we're going to tone down a bit, and then we're going to speak audibly and sing, I have decided. So we're activating our faith, okay? So can we do that? I have decided to follow No turning back. Yes. I have decided to follow Jesus. What is before you? The cross. What? No turning back. No turning back. Cross. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. I've decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning. If you put the one hand in the other hand and you put them together, it makes a sound. So we're going to do, I've decided, but we're going to just activate some more. Is that okay? Right. So I'm going to try. Chris, will you demonstrate? The one hand in the other hand and together it makes a sound. Okay. Will you just show it exactly? Okay. So we have decided. Here we go. One, two. I have decided. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided. No turning back, no turning cross. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me. Turn it! 
give unto the Lord this morning. I'm just reminded about the fact that when we give unto the Lord, it's what the Lord has given to us already. And we trust Him and we're saying, Lord, as we give to you, you are the one who is our provider. You are the one who is our keeper. And we are so grateful for you as you continue to give in this body. This morning, we trust with you if you are trusting the Lord to open an opportunity for work or for a business where you are busy trying to get something to come together, we want to trust with you that the Lord will be the one who opens those opportunities as you continue to give this morning. We want to pray with you and trust with you that the Lord will make it possible. 
in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that nothing is impossible with you. And Lord, as we give this morning, we are declaring our dependence on you. We are saying, Lord, you are our provider. You are our keeper. And for everyone who's giving this morning and will, will give later also, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Bless them and show them that you are with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning to join us as we're going to be sharing the word. This morning, I would like to share with you from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to 29. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to 29. I will be reading it from the NIV Version Bible. And this is what it says. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who won them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who wants us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Verse 27. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. And as we are about to unpack and engage with your word, Lord, open our hearts and may we receive from you. And may our spirits respond to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, the title of my message is, Where Do We Go From Here? Where do we go from here? The portion of scripture that we just read in Hebrews chapter 12 actually starts off from Hebrews chapter 1 up until Hebrews chapter 13. And the whole book, basically, it's about highlighting a group of people, specifically the, the Christian Jews of the time. We are not told where they stay and what area they were in, but we are told that these people, uh, they know the Lord and they know the teachings of the apostles. And so because of this, we know for a fact that they understand the Bible because the author makes it so clear from the beginning, he starts off with the story of Moses. He goes on to the story of the high priest Melchizedek. He goes on to the temple. He speaks about the fact that uh, Jesus is the ultimate and perfect sacrifice. And so he goes on and on about what is going on in the Bible up to that point that Jesus was born and died on the cross. And so throughout this book, we see how it's as if the author was, was creating like a case, like a big case. He was creating this case where he was saying to the Christian Jews, guys, you better hold on to what you have because things the way they are are quite shaky. The things that they were going through was persecution. Uh, their businesses were being closed down. They were unable to work. Their families were being killed for believing in Jesus and who Jesus was because they were no longer just uh, Jews that were practicing the law. They were Jews now. They were following the teachings of Jesus. And so when we read this portion of scripture, he is lending his 
whole theory around the fact that God and Jesus is the ultimate and supreme being. There's no one like him. And so where do we go from here? Because this was the question they were asking themselves. Do we go back to the, the law and, and practicing the law or do we, do we continue on this path of believing in Jesus and the sacrifice that he has made for us and the fact that he is actually the son of God in the flesh. And so they are stuck. Which way do we go? Do we go left? Do we go right? And that's why the title of the message this morning is where do we go from here? It's the question that these Christian Jews were asking themselves. Must they continue even when things are so hard, even when things are so unpredictable and they don't know if they're going to live tomorrow or they're going to die? What's going to happen to them? And so the author is encouraging them. If you read it uh, in, in, in chapter 12, verse 1, it says that Jesus is, is the author, the perfect of, of their faith and so he's saying that they must continue to fix their eyes on Jesus because there's no one better than Jesus. Jesus is it. There's no bench. He is like the benchmark. And so he continues to encourage him, encourage, encourage them that they must continue to hold on to their faith. And so this morning, what does this word say to us? What does it say to us as the audience today in 2020? the year 2020 and we are looking at this and we are going yes maybe maybe uh, we are experiencing persecution this year if you think about the fact that uh, we have gone through COVID-19 and uh, some of our family members were sick some of some of them went to be with the Lord they've passed on and all those things are challenging some of us lost incomes our relationships were strained we were not able to see loved ones for quite a long time there's been so much going on this year that maybe one one us and they think but where do we go from here what what is what is what is next what's gonna what's gonna happen with us what's gonna happen next year uh, what what is what is it that we can hold on to and so in this scripture we learn that we are not the first group or uh, people in this generation experiencing uh, hardships when we believe in the Lord or when we want to trust in who he is. And so we are called for much more than just what, what is going on around us. We are called to be the island of hope in an ocean of chaos. Because Jesus is the one who has showed and who has said to us that we must hold on to him, that he will be with us until the very end of the age. And so we are called to look to him. We are called to hold on to him. We are called to continue to trust him, that he is the ultimate one. Currently in the world that we live in, I don't know if you've heard of a term, it's going around in, 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 our, in our secular environment where we, we operate and where we do things and where we continue to engage with the world and we have encountered something called the VUCA world. We are told that we live in the, in the VUCA world, in the world whereby we are constantly confronted with um, with volatility, and that's what VUCA, so it's V-U-C-A, VUCA world. And VUCA means, V stands for volatility. We are living in a world that is, that is volatile. And I have uh, brought some illustrations so that we can understand what that volatility means and how, how it looks like. And, and this is what I have brought with me this morning. I've brought um, two, two, balloon, two balloons. 
There they are. <laughs> um, these balloons, they represent the, the, the volatility. If I were to try and balance these balloons, somehow it just becomes a little bit tricky. Oh, there we go. It becomes tricky because I have to keep on balancing this and making sure that I'm holding on. And in the world that we live in now, it seems like there's so much that we need to hold on. Relationships. Our finances are not in place and we, we constantly are called to, to work on who we are and, and follow the Lord and, and raise kids and keep work going and all these things, they all need to be balanced and to be, to be try, we try by all means that, you know, if even though it's volatile and it's uncertain and even though in this time it's complex and I'm trying to make this to, to work also that um, we, we, we are confronted with ambiguity and we are trying all that we can to keep this together and the world we live in tells us that we are living in a volatile place, in a place where things are uncertain, where there's complexities and where there's ambiguity. And in this world, constantly we are demanded to make decisions, to speak and to engage with it, so that we can make the best of the situation. And perhaps this year feels like these balloons where you had to hold on and to try and balance these things. And you find that it's almost impossible to do. You ask yourself, God, where are you? when things are this bad? Where are you when I cannot balance this? And the Lord says, I am with you always, and I will never abandon you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you read the scripture and you go to, if you read the scripture and you go to Hebrews 13, you will find that it says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. God will never abandon us. And in Hebrews 11, it shows us all the heroes of the, of the faith that show us that God is able to go on with us. He's able to walk with us. He's able to be the one that holds us even when we are experiencing pressure, even when we are experiencing this vulgar world that is volatile, uncertain, complex, and has all this ambiguity because we do not know what's just around the corner. And we lose faith. We start to doubt ourselves. God, are you there? God, are you with us? God, are you, are you here for us? And so in this time, I would like to encourage you that God has already provided us with where we should go from this point. And this is where I would like to highlight four main things for you. These are the things that do not change with time. They do not change because these are the things that are unshaken. You see, the VUCA world is shaken because it's always constantly looking for the best solution. What is the best next step? But with the word of God and with who God is, nothing changes. And so the four main things I would like to highlight for you, they're going to come up and you would be able to see them. The first one is God has given us his truth. And the truth of God is in his word. The truth of God is in his word. You see, Jesus is, is God's word, is word, his word in flesh. He came so that we can see him. We can know that because we have seen how he lives and how he holds on to the ways of God and how he pleases the Lord, you and I are capable 
of also walking like him. We are capable of becoming like him. And the truth is that God's word doesn't change. It's infallible. God's word remains the same. And so the truth of God doesn't change. And who he is, it doesn't change at all. And so God's word is what we hold on to. It doesn't change. This is where we continue to, to walk on this path of holding on to his word. When the VUCA world, when chaos, the ocean of chaos is going on around us, our hope is who, in who the Lord is and our hope is in his word. The second point I would like to highlight this morning is not only that we have only God's truth that he has provided us with to say this is what we should be doing, but the fact also is that we are to hold on to the virtues of what God has called us to live like. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us that we are to continue to know that we have faith, hope, and love. Faith to trust in God, hope to know that he is, he is faithful and he's able to, say, to do what he said he's going to do, and love that tells us that in all that God has committed himself to, towards us, it's always love. And so I would like to encourage you that hold on to the virtues of faith, hope, and love. Those do not change. They remain the same. Because all the other things will continue to change. And truth will be relative, you know, and, and virtues will be something else that is not even representative of who God is. But he has given us that the three remains, faith, hope, and love. And those are the virtues that we hold on to. The third thing that he highlights in his word is not only the truth, it's not only the virtues that we hold on to, but it's also liberty. The fact that Jesus' sacrifice was given so that you and I can be reunited with God, that you and I can have a relationship with God. And we are called to have that relationship with the Lord Jesus through his sacrifice. As we receive this kingdom that's unshakable, that we may know that Jesus is the one who has paid the ultimate price so that we can belong to him, so that we can live a life that is free, free from sin and free from bondage of living our own way. And so we are called that we are to, to be able to hold on, to know that we are free, but free in Christ is ultimately what we are called for. We are called to be thankful isn't it? To be thankful and grateful to who God is and the sacrifice that he has done for us. And so we are, we are here today and because of his love for us. We are here because we are, we are wanting to give him the glory and to give him the honor that is due to him and to worship him. And so we are called to hold on to his truth. We are called to hold on to the virtues we are called to live in freedom and in liberty and hold on to the position that he has given us. And the last one, we are called to have perspective, to see things from his point of view. And we know that those are the things that he has called us for, which is the hope that one day everything will be renewed, that one day everything will be different, will be restored. And we hold on to that. And it might sound like a cliche, yeah, one day the Lord will, 
make things better and but that's not what he says this is ultimately the life that starts here where we are on earth we start to live in hope we start to live a life of a kingdom when we are here because god has called us to live that life where we live with the perspective that ultimately god has got the whole world in his hands and so we are called that we will be able to lift his name up, that we will be able to see the world from his point of view so that we can be free and we can, we can be able to, to draw others into this kingdom, to encourage others when they are going through hardships also. And so truth, virtue, liberty, and perspective, those are the things that the kingdom of God is all about. And that's why it's not shaken because those are the things that God has, has called us to. And we must continue to hold on to those things. I remember one day I went to a mall, a new mall that they opened up in Midrand. Um, it's called Mall of Africa and I went there and I came at the entrance and they had this big board uh, that would show you all the shops and the shop numbers and the names of the shops. And they had a, 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 like an icon, like a GPS icon and it pointed, you are here. <laughs> you are here <laughs> with this big icon. And I thought when it says you, you, you are here, okay, you are here. Why would they put you here? I want to get to you know this other shop in the in the mall, but they show me the one you are here, and I thought, isn't it interesting that if you do not know where you are, you cannot know what the next place should be, where you should be going. If you do not know where you are, you cannot get to where you should be. And so they put that big logo and that big icon to say you are here so that you can start from where you are and you start to check how far you are from where you need to be. And I'm reminded when uh, um, a while ago I read um, Alice in, in Wonderland and Alice comes to, to the uh, cashier cat and she says to the cashier cat, um, would you please tell me where I ought to go from here? And the cashier cat says to Alice, uh, it depends a great deal of where you want to go. And Alice responds and she says to the cashier cat, it don't matter much where. And Alice said, um, you know, she doesn't care where, where she ends up. And the cashier cat responds and it says to her, then it doesn't really matter where you go. You see, when you do not know where you are and where you want to be, it doesn't matter. Any way will take you there. And so we are called as children of God, as those that believe in him, that we shouldn't be tossed here and there by the winds of this world and the waves of the ocean of chaos, but we must hold on to the truth. We must hold on to the virtue. We must hold on to the liberty, and we must continue to have a godly perspective as we go into this world. I would like to just highlight one more illustration for you. One of the greatest things that we have in this world is that the enemy always tries to distract us 
if he can do anything to distract you, he will make sure that you don't get to the destination that God has set, has set for you. And so this morning I brought another illustration of a stick like this one. And um, it's, it's just something that um, just reminds me again. Um, I played this game when I was, when I was um, still a, a young man. And um, not to say this time I'm old, uh, <laughs> but um, I want to just highlight and, and illustrate the fact that um, when we are holding, when we are, when we are focusing somewhere, when we are focusing on who, who the Lord is, um, we doesn't, it doesn't look like the VUCA world. It doesn't look like the world where there's chaos. There will be movements. There will be a, a concentration that is required to keep our focus on the Lord, and that is, is what this thing will illustrate. I want to just see if I can, I can show you this way. As long as I'm looking at the stick like this, I am able to, to hold it together, and I'm able to keep focus on it. As soon as I look away, the stick falls off, and, and it's, it's just not possible. But for as long as our eyes are on the Lord, for as long as we, we put our trust in him, for as long as we continue to hold on to who, who he is and, and the things that he has said around the truth, around virtue, around liberty, and around uh, perspective that we are to have, for as long as we do that, when our eyes are fixed on him, we are able to hold this and we are able to be stable. Even when things do happen and we move, we are moved by emotions and things, we continue to have our focus on the Lord. And so we are called that God can be our stuff, our rod, the one we hold on to. You and I are called to that. In this world where there's so much that says you should go the opposite direction, what you are believing, what you trust in God for, that's not going to work. This is not it. God, this morning, I believe through this word, he's saying, my kingdom is unshakable. I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, there is vulgar, which is like four-letter word. But if I were to put Jesus, Jesus is like all the 26 letters of the, of the English, of the English um, language. And God is, is, is like the Alpha and the Omega. He's the one that we believe in and trust in. He's the conqueror and he's the deliverer. He's everlasting. He's forever the same. This God is God and there's none like him. He is holy. He is infinite. And I want to encourage you that man is Jesus. It's Jesus because there's none like him. And so he's Jesus, the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And in this time, he doesn't change. And he is majestic. He is noble. He is powerful. This Jesus is the one that we call on to because we realize that he is the ultimate one. And he is quintessential. He is incredibly amazing. And we worship and we trust in his word. And he is the one when you're approaching Christmas now. He's, he's like the one who is the ex 
in Christmas. And he's the one that unifies, unifies, unifies us. He's the one who is, who is our voice. And he's, he's, he's our voice that, that, that when we are feeling down and we're feeling we're gonna be out of this, he's the still small voice that speaks to us. This Jesus, ultimately, he is the Zion King, the one who will come back and rule all the earth and in a perfect way where there will be no pain, no sorrow, and no sadness anymore. And so I want to encourage you this morning, hold on to him. Let not the world that you are living in now be the one that pushes you off here and there and you hold on to him. I would like to read that last portion of scripture. The verse 29, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God. That's where we should go a place of gratitude, a place of worshiping him, and a place of knowing that with God, nothing is impossible with him. And so the question this morning I wanna, I wanna leave you with is this. When the shaking ceases, where will you be found? When the shaking ceases, where will you be found? I would like to encourage you that Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, says to us that we may gain Christ and be found in him. I want to encourage you, be found in him. In an ocean and a world full of chaos, may you be found as an island, as an island of hope because you are holding on to Jesus as he reigns supreme in your life. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that the world that, um, that cries out and that screams for our attention, that, that, that does everything it can to move us away from you. Lord, you are reminding us today, we must hold on to your truth. We must hold on to the virtues and liberty and have perspective that you have so that, Lord, we can hold on to this unshakable kingdom, the kingdom of God that that's never gonna be changed by things. And that we are reminded that Jesus has done it all and he's supreme and he's above all things. And so Father, I ask you in Jesus' name, may you be the one, Lord, that come and you speak into our hearts and when there's doubt and when we are not sure about what the next step should be, remind us, this is the path, take it, go on it. And help us, Lord, that we may take the right path. And the path is following you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. As we come to the end of our sermon, I'm reminded of how Jesus, the night that he was betrayed and the next day him being sacrificed on the cross, when he sat down with his disciples and he said to them, do this in remembrance of me. As you break the bread and as you 
drink this offering, may you remember my blood. And so I am reminded again that if the Lord Jesus could be the one who comes and he shows us and he sacrifices himself for us, if he could do that as God in flesh, he was trying to say to us that he has given us everything that we need to make it in this life and to be in a place where we can trust in him fully. And so this morning, as we break the bread, we are reminded of his faithfulness, we are reminded of his goodness, and we are reminded that by his blood, our sins were cleansed and washed away. And so as you take the elements this morning, as you eat, let us be reminded that his body was broken for us so we may be healed, and his blood was shed for us so our sins can be cleansed. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that because of your sacrifice, because of what you have done on the cross for us, we are reminded again this morning that actually you have given us everything that we need, that you are, sure, you are assuring us that you are with us always, no matter what. And Father, we declare our dependence again on you. Thank you for all that you've done and you continue to do in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Please note that we have uh, prayer teams that are ready to connect with you and to pray with you. And please wait for the announcements just after this. And have a blessed week. Thank you. <music>